Two sisters lived on separate sides of the states. One in NYC and the other LA. They both moved to Chicago and decided to stay. Now here's their playful podcast packed with Kid Lit Parlay. Children's books. Are they really that great? Talking children's books is with Kate and Hughes 8. Children's books. Why, what, and how? Guess what day it is? It is Shakespeare's birthday. And? And it's the 23rd. It's Shirley Temple's birthday. Thank you very much. And former president James Buchanan, but we don't like to talk about him. And my birthday! My birthday! And it is, is, as one person said, my Douglas Adams birthday. Because I'm I'm 42. (laughs) Okay. It's the coolest way I could have said it. The coolest way, oh, indeed. Okay. Happy birthday to me! Happy birthday! Happy birthday! And who is me? You are the birthday girl, uh, Betsy Bird. That's correct. Yes. I'm Betsy Bird, the birthday girl. And who is you? I am Kate, not the birthday girl. That is correct. Your <laughs> birthday is nowhere in sight. Nope. It is. It is so far away. We may not be sheltering in place for yours. Maybe that's that far away. You never know, though. You. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Yay. So this is our our final recording in this apartment. Yeah. If the sound is bouncing off the walls, it's because there's nothing on them. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little echoey. A little echoey, but that's okay because we're going to have a carpet in our new recording place. Yeah. We'll have all sorts of goodies. Painted there. walls. Painted walls. Not like these bare... <laughs> no, this is these are also painted walls. The, these, are, these are like the color of bone. Whereas the new place, the walls would be the color of ivory, (laughs) which is just a fancy kind of tooth. No, they're going to be like like an earthy green. That's right. And what do we do on this podcast? We talk about paint colors. No, we don't. Uh Oh. Never. Birthdays? You know there's a podcast about that. Um, No-ish. No, we talk about picture books. Children's picture books. And whether they're good or whether they're crap. Mm -hmm. And since it's my birthday. Yeah. I'm choosing a book that was my favorite picture book when I was growing up. Well, then you kind of ruined it that you already think it's going to be a classic then. Not necessarily, Kate. I can be swayed because it came out in 1977, a year before I was born, and maybe it hasn't aged so well. Oh. Um, is it a classic? Well, why would I even consider it? Because it is still in print. It is still in print, and it's an author-illustrator that we we have not done, and I before we I even show it to you, I just want to say, we've been doing a whole lot of white people lately. Yes. This is maybe the penultimate whitest thing we have done in a very long time. Well, it is It is New England white, baby. We are white people in a white room with a white dog yeah. talking about a white book. That is correct. Got and it. we are going to try to correct that next time. But for this time, uh, let's just go all in. And I'm going to pull it out. Those. Out of your white bag. Out of my white bag. <laughs> you know, case in point. Uh, it's not a white book. Technically, though. Time to keep. Bye. The Tasha Tudor Book of Holidays. Yes, so it's Tasha Tudor. That's kind of a weird way of them saying that. But yeah. Yeah, that's, that's old Tasha Tudor here. Look, it's the original one of mine because the spine is off. And if you open it up, it says Elizabeth Blackwell Ramsey, Christmas 1979. Wow. Yeah. 
This is a this is the authentic original edition, baby. Okay. Read it in good health. <laughs> okay. All right. While Kate does a read, let's do a little background information on Miss Tasha Tudor. Uh, fun facts about Tasha Tudor. Her first book was Pumpkin Moonshine. When did that come out? That came out in 1938. It was a gift to her new husband's niece. And uh, she did win awards in her lifetime. She actually got uh, some Caldecott honors, one for Mother Goose in 1945. And One is One in 1957, which might arguably be her best-known work. Um, unless you consider the art she did for The Secret Garden. That is also considered very, very well. Uh, we're gonna get into the minor peculiarities of her life, but just want to say, um, if you ever stop by her website, it's a real class act. Lovely website. Apparently people do a lot of house and garden tours of her home. Lots of mentions of her children, Seth uh, and Bethany and, and Amy. No mentions of Efner or Thomas. Maybe because they were disinherited and contested her $2 million will. So that's fun. Ba -da -ba -da -ba -ba -ba. Yeah. Yeah, hey, that was a long book. Yeah, let's, let's just dive right into dive it. Dive right in, we are, yes. Even before we get to the actual book. Oh my. There's three quotes. Um, It has a pedigree, this book. There's a quote by a poet, mm. and then a philosopher, mm. and then a religious text, mm -hmm. and I'm like, can we just, like, get to the story already? No! Because I'm, like, why is there multiple quotes before... To fill the child's brain. To fill the pages? That too. Okay. There's a lot of pages. So, it starts off with this girl, and this entire... Yeah, yeah it's her grandma. Mm -hmm. Granny. Yeah. What was it like when mummy was like me? Mm -hmm. Okay, so is mom dead? No. Mommy just doesn't talk about herself. Or maybe mom's dead. That would be super sad. Right? <laughs> so, uh, so I read it. I think it's more like a child asking their grandparent when the mom's not around, but sure. Oh, I'm going to be dead. I saw it as, so we're already dealing with dead mom, but hey, look, cute corgis. <laughs> oh, corgis everywhere. The queen herself doesn't have as many corgis as are found in this book. Okay, speaking of queen, mm. is this take, like, is are they British? Okay. I have to explain something about Tasha Tudor. I thought it might wait a little while, but we're just going to have to dive right in. She decided that this era, whatever this era could be called, when people would do the stuff in this book, was the best era. Okay. And so she and her children lived, literally lived this era with the spinning, like seriously, kind of a, kind of like a back to the land type thing, but not sort of like a living in the past. What was that reality show where people lived in like a, like, like homesteaders for a while? It was like that. So okay. basically she permanently homesteaded through, I think the fifties, the sixties, the seventies, um, if you look at the men in the book, they're the only ones who seem to be 70s-ish. Uh. If you're their clothing. But all the women are more... Yeah, but without any... It's it's like a cult without the reasoning because behind the cult. I just didn't understand, like... It, it, does this it's like, New England. Right, but it just seems like England. like. <laughs> yeah, but no, but it's got George Washington, so it's New England. Right, okay. They wouldn't do that, but... George Washington. Well, okay, so... Cherry tree and everything. So, this book goes through each month. Mm. Like, this is what we did in January, this is what we did in February, blah, 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 right? The January scene where, um, in the evening, everyone dressed up and played charades. 
Yeah. Where they're dressed up in like the what was it Amazing Grace that was supposed to have uh-huh. like had the uh, Native American stereotype. Yeah, well, plain now it's aspect. This here. one's got it. So that's why I thought British, because they wouldn't mind yeah, being offensive, you know? Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't know, even like... have that excuse. No, it's just offensive. Okay. Yeah. So then we move on. Moving on. <laughs> then we move on to February, mm-hmm. where they focus on Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. And I was looking at, so like in the border of each page, sure. there's like different flowers and mm-hmm. All animals. All accurate to the time of year. Right, so it's flowers and animals and that sort of thing. And there's a valentine, and it says Mr. Tom Tudor. Mm-hmm. So she made a valentine for her son? I think these are the valentines they're making between the dolls but, to one another. But, like, she illustrated Mr. Tom Tudor. So Correct. she purposefully put her son, husband, someone in the no, book? No, that's the name of one of the dolls, Mr. Tom Tudor. Oh, they get named later. But in real life, that's the name of her son. Did she have a Tom? I think she had a Tom. She had a Thomas, yeah. 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 Oh, but he was estranged from her, which is sad. But yes, Thomas Tudor, yeah. Yeah, he was her son. Good call. Good research there, madam. Thank you. Well done. <laughs> I didn't catch that. So then also in February, they celebrate Washington's birthday, which again, I'm like, wait, what? People actually do that? <laughs> I think they used to. Yeah. And, and then I'm looking at these clothes and I'm like, what year Where is, is it? This? Yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> 70s slash 1870s. <laughs> right, yeah. exactly. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. glad we clarified. Okay, yeah, okay. that's the best way to put it. <laughs> Did you ever notice that in each of these illustrations, she signs them and sometimes puts the date? No! Yeah. I never noticed that. I've read this book a million times. Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. So, like, in the corners, you know, it'll say, like, T. Tudor and sometimes the date. And so I was wondering, oh. like, were these originally single prints? Entirely possible. Were... She did a lot of greeting cards and, and work like that. So maybe these were single pieces that she then gathered together later into a single book. Interesting. Hmm. So we're at April, right? Mm. And they are hanging eggs on a tree. Easter eggs on a tree. Right, and mm. it says, we always had the most wonderful Easter egg tree with goose, okay, Big. duck, mm-hmm. okay, chicken, mm-hmm. bantam? Bantam. 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 I didn't know what that was. <laughs> I didn't look that up. Um, which, by the I way. I know there's a picture book called Bantam of the Opera. Oh, yeah. it, well, it is a chicken of a small breed, the male of which is noted for its aggression. <laughs> so I just thought that was interesting. Oh, sorry, it keeps going. And... Pigeon eggs. That would be so tiny. Well, apparently, so tiny. canary eggs were the tiniest because they were put on top. How do you blow the yolk out of that? I mean, you just don't. Do you just kill the birds for your stupid tree? Is that it? Like, are they killing canaries for their tree? I mean... Yeah, they are, Betsy. Well, you mean like the canaries <laughs> own the tree and they kill the canaries to get the tree? You mean well, or the no, eggs? They, the eggs. They oh, kill... but you, you don't even inseminate it. You know, the eggs are fine. I'm sure they boiled them first. What? <laughs> Moving on. Oh my gosh. This is depressing. Okay, so let's move on, on to May. Notes, yeah. Shall we? Let's move May. To May, right. Mm. May Day, where the kids left May baskets on their neighbor's doors. Did, did you ever do that with mom? I think so. I did that with mom. Is this a thing people still do? Do people um, celebrate May Day? We Okay, so in my family, we always intend to and then forget. And then it's like May 5th. And we're like, oh, shit, we're totally going to do that. So I guess I'm going to try to do it this year now that I'm remembering right now. 
Okay. Yeah. But yeah, we do do that. We we take our flowers, make little um, construction paper cones with little handles made of construction paper, and then we hang them on people's doorknobs. Okay, this is where I started getting confused. Uh-huh. Because this is the first time where it says, and we danced around a maypole. This is the first time where the narrator says we, and I don't see adults around. So I'm thinking... Okay, well, this entire time I thought if she was saying we, yeah. it was like the grandmother and her daughter, which right. is the... we as a people. Right, but this is the first time where they say we and there's no adults. So I'm thinking, okay, is she is the narrator trying to speak for the hmm. mother? Hmm. I th- that's just where I got really that's confused. That's a good question. Because I'm like, who is we? Right. Is it grandmother, mother? Or is it this is a historical family tradition going back hundreds of years? We have always danced around the maypole. I don't know because then it's, it's very midsummer. That's the month we planted the garden again. Okay, now we see right, adults we are, we, again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We had delectable eleven-ish parties. What are eleven-ish and it's a, parties? It's a tea time thing. I don't know. <laughs> I've heard of your elevenses. But I couldn't tell you what they are. Is I know eleven ish, like it's close to eleven o'clock. No, 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 no. This is different. This is different. It but, involves food. But then we got like the adults back. So when mm-hmm. they say we, I'm like, okay, now we're back to like the grandmother and probably one of these kids is the mother. Right. Right. So right. again, I'm like, okay, well, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm confused. It's very much. So. And then the same thing happens again in June, where they say we had a marionette show. Again, no adults. Right. So I'm like, okay, who? who I don't know. I mean, if the kids are doing all the work, but they do it for the adults, then sure, we had a show. We let the kids put it on. I'm willing to support that one. But they also made a marionette of a monk. Like you had. Yeah, so they do uh, Eloise and Abelard. Yeah. What? Like at the beginning of being John Malkovich when he's doing the. uh, uh, (laughs) I can't say their names now. When he does the the marionette show of. You know, yeah, Eloise and Abelard. Yeah, it's like a classic monk marionette reference I just made and pulled out of literally nowhere. <laughs> I'm pretty pleased with it. Okay, <laughs> so I'm happy that um, I share the same birthday as the kid's mom because that's in August. You know why she she chose August August for the mom's uh, birthday? Why? Because nothing else happens in August, Kate. Not Wait, my kids go back to school in August. Yeah, not here. I think they're well, homeschooled, honestly. Apparently. School doesn't come into it, yeah. But I felt very honored because, I mean, wouldn't, wouldn't you want to have your cake coming down Dude, a river? when I was a kid, that cake coming down the river was... Here's the problem. I once read this book to my daughter, who insisted I never read it to her again. And this is why. She was like, why would you show me a book about cool stuff I can never have? Like a cake coming down the river. And I was like, I don't know how to answer that, so I'm never going to force you to hear this book again. But she was like, this is awesome. Not just a cake. There's like little cakes. Yeah. All lit. Yep. Coming down a freaking river. Yep. To a girl, I assume, before they hit that current and they just go over the water. Well, yeah, there's some jagged rocks here. You're really assuming you know the trajectory of that cake. Yep. Because if you All don't, the cakes. you have made a tragic mistake. But can we also talk about how many kids these people have? Because I've counted, and it's somewhere between 6 <laughs> and, and 17. I assume there are some neighbor kids in there, but that's the weird thing is that they all... This kind of supports the cult theory, is that they all... All the girls seem to have their head covered the same way. Well, not all the girls. This girl doesn't have a head covering. Oh, you're right. That's in the August photo, there's a girl with a bow in her hair. Mm-hmm. 
No head, and there's a girl with braids. Okay, she doesn't right, have a right. scarf, but I'm counting them. But they are them. wearing the same old-fashioned clothing. I'm like they have seventeen children. <laughs> An extended family. There's more than one adult male around wandering. There around is, here. Yeah. yeah. So there's got to be some cousins. <laughs> but I don't. Yeah. So confused. It's very strange. There's so many children. I don't know where these children came from. I think from. the least amount I counted though was six. Maybe so. some of them are feral children that live in the woods. <laughs> I don't know. Hey, kid, join our family. Exactly. We make merry nuts and have tea. I'm a from child that lives in the tree. <laughs> He's like my side of the mountain, and I don't know why I'm British. That's <laughs> an American. Yorkshire one. pudding. Yorkshire pudding. Apples and pears, apples and pears. Except they celebrate Labor Day. Right. Know. Do they celebrate Labor Day? Yes, on Labor Day, we used to hold the Dolls when Fair. We established Labor Day. September. September, what year did we establish Labor Day? Because Labor Day didn't always exist. Socialists came up with that, which is an awesome idea. So, according to Wikipedia, mm. in 1887, Oregon was the first state to make it an official public holiday. Yeah, she ain't Oregon. What? She ain't Oregon. She's New England. Well, by the time it, it became an official federal holiday in 1894, 30 states in the United States officially celebrated Labor Day. Yeah, you're right. 1894. That is much earlier than I expected. Would Wikipedia lie to you? Well, yeah. No. So, but the History Channel would tell me the truth. Oh, <laughs> so, right. Oh, okay. Because the History Channel never exaggerates. Ever. Anyway, back to the book. Right. So they hold this doll's fair... And their friends came, which is, like, stuffed animals. But I really like... Apparently they have, like, a stuffed crow. Yeah, yeah. And his name is Reverend Bunyan... (laughs) (laughs) Hold on. Reverend Bunyan Barkadiddy. Yeah, he is. That's his name. Yeah. But don't forget the other crow. With, like, his magpie. Yeah. Named Dr. Pye, P-Y-E. I love that. But I really prefer Reverend Bunyan Barkadiddy. He just talks endlessly. And all the other stuffed animals are like, oh my god, it's the Reverend, please, no. But here, okay, here it says, we used buttons for money. Right. We? So that's gotta be... Yeah, that's, yeah, that's kids. This is pure kids. So we've just jumped from, like, the grandma telling the story... (laughs) Unless... Unless this society that they have created is an entirely button-based monetary system, and it's just coming into the story at this point. <laughs> Betsy. Entirely button-based. This just doesn't make sense to me. They'd like, meet their neighbors who would be like, shoot, I don't have any buttons for change. Like, just pick a narrative and go yeah. with it. Don't yeah. keep, like, going off on Yeah, this... she is going. She's sweeping back and forth. You're absolutely yeah. right. Yeah. It's, it's annoying. <laughs> I'm sorry. I apologize. Just on her stick to the narrative, okay? So now we're at October. Yeah. And they make pumpkin moonshines, which I don't know why they call it that. Just call them jack o' lanterns. Yeah, because a moonshine has an entirely different connotation yeah. in most places. I mean, I mean, pumpkin moonshine, don't get me wrong, sounds delicious, but I am basic and I love pumpkin ale, so. But it's interesting, though. Pumpkin moonshine. Pumpkin moonshine. Like, it's... a moonshine is supposed to be like a trick. But it's interesting. You could just say Jacqueline. But no. I know, right? Anyway. So then we're going to jump to November. Ain't old-fashioned enough. Jump to November. Mm. Where now it's Thanksgiving. Yep. And apparently they make Christmas gifts in November. Well, so they, next month. I mean, it says, it says that's the month we made Christmas presents. They are way ahead of the game. I know. Well, their presents take freaking... Look, she's weaving on a loom, and she's got to do that for how many people? And these girls are, like, basket weaving? Yeah, they're basket weaving. 
Also, I'm a little surprised you skipped over the fact that they make the children stay in a rat-infested barn whenever the relatives come every oh, Thanksgiving. Yeah. I was like... I was like, that's not cool. That's... I don't care how cute you draw that rat. You were making the children sleep in a rat-infested barn. Rat-infested, around, around, yes, around Thanksgiving in New well, England, the... which is freaking freezing. Yeah. Yeah. Right, and then we get to December, yeah. where they're celebrating... Um, St. Nicholas's birthday. I didn't know that was a thing. And somehow, from the beginning of the book, we had three corgis. Yep. By the end of the book, Ooh. we have five. There's a lot of corgis. I swear there's more than five. These are just the ones who happened to be in the room at the time. I believe one of her last books was an anthropomorphic corgi town called Corgiville. Really? Yeah. Little corgis and waistcoats. Oh. But they look like corgis. Very Beatrix Potter. It was cute. And then we get back to the end where it says, and that's how it was when your mother... Was a little girl. Like, the implication being that we don't do this anymore. So we had real good times when your mom was a kid. There are reasons we don't do any of this now. Even though we dress exactly the same. Seriously, right? We have the same corgis. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, okay, I'm confused. I'm, I'm baffled myself. Yep. Ah, oh, good old Tasha Tudor. So, yes, there's not much more to say than I haven't already said. Uh, except that her website, again, I'm going to give two thumbs up on it. Her, uh, her children and grandchildren have primo... Primo website abilities. Someone has worked hard on it. Check it out. I'll put a, a link in the show notes. When I'm dead, I want my descendants to be that skilled in website design. Okay. And then have people just take tours of my tiny house. <laughs> like, okay. here's where she cleaned out the cat litter. Yeah. Ratings. Because I think it'd be fun. Let's just, Ratings yeah. time. Okay. So, you know, obviously, nostalgia. Uh, is, is a very personal book. This is what I... I love this book as a kid, and I'll tell you why. Not just because of the cool stuff, like a birthday cake floating down the river. The food. I loved the food. There's so many cupcakes in this book, you can find them. And I wanted to eat every single one of those cupcakes. However, a cupcake does not a good book make. Because I am so steeped in nostalgia, I can't go lower than a five. But I can't go higher than a five either. So I'm just going to sit right smack down in the middle of the five, do with it what you will, Kate. Okay. I, okay. I thought it's, you know, it's not my kind of art, but it's pretty. Mm -hmm. um, I like the progression, and in a way it's teaching the months of the year. Mm -hmm. um, and I can see if you grew up with it, you know, you could see it as a classic. But for me, I don't know. I'm not in love with it. Good it's time. a little too... I, I don't know what the word is. Delicate, artsy fartsy, want to be British. Affected. I can't. Affected. I, I think the term you're looking for is affected. It is affected. I can't put my finger on it, but yeah. uh, it's not doing a whole lot for me. Sure. So I gave it a four. That's fine. It so is not it is not a classic. classic. No. Sorry, sorry, book of my youth. You know, no one ever talks about it. I totally and she's thought not that been... well remembered, so... I, I mean, she's you, getting there. But... I thought you were going to be like, oh, this is the best book. I love it. Blah, no, blah. no, 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 no. I mean, for one thing, the whole dressing up as an Indian thing. Yeah. That is... Um, yeah. Technically, that didn't age at the time well, so... Oh. It's not really aged since then any better. Nope. No. Letters time! Ooh. The first one comes from Jim Smith from Kalamazoo! Aww. Jim Smith! I knew him when I was a kid. We used to do civic youth theater together. Oh. Jim Smith and me, best friends with Matt Banner, who was the older brother of my friend Beth. We all go way back. Okay. All right. So he wrote, and he said, this was several months ago, but a colleague at work happened to tell me that she has an unusual phobia of Harold and the Purple Crayon. 
she finds the fact that he's in a void incredibly disturbing and lonely. I thought to myself, huh, interesting. I bet if anyone else would have the same adult-like interpretation of Harold, Betsy and Kate would be the ones. <laughs> and lo and behold, I found the episode and bingo, bingo, y'all nailed it. <laughs> I sent her clips of relevant portions and she told me that she feels much better now knowing that she's not the only one on the planet with such an interpretation. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Because that book is about the freaky loneliness of creating your own universe and being the only one in it. Bravo. Lark wrote in. Hey, Lark. Hey, Lark. She says, hello, Kate and Betsy. Hello. You finally did my favorite Dr. Seuss, and it makes me so happy. That would be the last Dr. Seuss that we did. One fish, two fish, red fish, blue fish. Ah, yes. I had to remind you on that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I laughed so much in this episode. Aw. And then she sent a picture, and she said, here's a picture of my one fish, two fish shirt that I've worn at many readathons. She asked me not to post the picture, but believe us, it is there. I think the length of the book was actually a selling point for me as a kid because I was an early gifted reader. All the other easy books were so short and pointless. I love this book for being so long and having something new on every spread. You can skip the spreads you don't like and move on to the ones you love. Hmm. I think my parents loved it because you can cut it off at any point and send your kid to bed. No story will be lost. Did I ever tell you how lucky you are has the same flexible format and unending whimsy that I love? My tattoo will absolutely be the guy on the front piece who says, from there to here, from here to there, funny things are everywhere. All best wishes for surviving the pandemic. <laughs> and finally, we've got Stephanie, who says, dear sisters in quarantine, first off, congrats to the both of you, to Kate for her new house and to Aww. Betsy on her newly announced picture book. It's with David Small. It's not a picture book, darling. It's a honest to God novel. That's going to be interesting. A novel with an illustrator. Yeah, an illustrated novel. I did. What? They're quite common in the children's book world. I will take your word for All it. All right. <laughs> we'll cover that later. <laughs> Secondly, thank you so much for trying to rehab Bat's reputation. Uh, <laughs> that would be in, when we did Stella Luna. I have a soft spot in my heart for the little devils, mostly because when I was growing up in Minneapolis, there would be times when the phone would ring and my mother would have to go out and deal with bats. <laughs> My mother, who had the reputation of being afraid of nothing, was the one the neighbors called when they were freaking out over having a bat in their house. She knew how to keep the bat safe and alive while also getting the bat out of the neighbors' houses. She had a feeling if she left it up to the neighbors, they'd end up killing the poor thing out of fear. We used to have bats when we were kids. You remember that? Yeah. 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 How do you deal with a bat? Um, you kill them with a broom. No. Oh. I mean, we did once, <laughs> but no. You get a... a tennis racket while it's flying around you hit it you stun it you get a towel you put the bat in the towel you take it outside and then it flies away when it wakes up oh fun fact for bat catching okay you have to know this now that you have a house no grown-up things we like mine is okay it's very grown-up okay very grown-up okay but i'm obsessed with it okay two different people recommended the show sex education on netflix okay i don't know this one it's oh, it's hilarious who's it by um, it's a British comedy that has, it stars Gillian Anderson from X-Files. Nice. She plays a British mom and her job is she's a sex therapist. Mm -hmm. She has a teenage son and it's the story of them and it's brilliant and it's funny and it's touching and it's awkward and it's hilarious. Nice. So it's definitely not for kids. Yeah. But it's, it's a, called sex education. Yeah. Um, but it's it's an interesting take on like the coming of age teenage story, 
Um, but it's definitely got twists and turns you wouldn't expect. And certainly nothing that you would have seen, you know, like even 10, 20 years ago. Very good. So, um, yeah, I highly recommend it. It's very addictive. Um, and they have two seasons already on Netflix. So, wow. Two thumbs up. All right. Yeah. Excellent recommendation. Uh, mine's rather boring in comparison, but, uh, you know, I'm stuck at home with the kids all the time and... Well, we just got the stay-at-home order extended until the end of May. Yeah. That means we're going to have to fill a lot of time. And, well, what's this holding the microphone up here? Well, these are the, the gifts you gave me for my birthday. I did. This would be Dixit. This would be Forbidden Island. Uh, and then I got Azul. So I'm getting all these uh, different... Uh, I said Azul. I didn't say Zool from like Ghostbusters. Yeah, no, I was confused for a You second. had this like, why is she talking about the awesome woman from Ghostbusters? No. Uh, Azul, and uh, and we even played Out of Desperation. We needed this because Out of Desperation the other day, we played Chinese checkers for the very first time. A game whose title I always feel a little awkward saying. Yeah, I would prefer to call it the Marble Jumpy Game. Mancala. We also have that game. Isn't that well? That's not marbles. That's, that's not like, marbles. That's the like stone jumping. Yeah, it's things. like the stone jumping game. Yeah. yeah, but my daughter always wins that one, so I don't like to play it. <laughs> Moving on. Okay. Well, except that's it. That's oh. all we've got. That's the end of our show. Well, happy birthday. Thank you, darling. It is good to be 42. You'll okay. know someday. Yeah. Yeah. Um, ways away. In like for you. many, many yeah. years. Yeah. <laughs> many. Yeah. It's like so far no, away. I, I got I It's got like that. I got eons. I just, like, I, I've been Betsy. <laughs> I'm Kate. Bye. <laughs> Fusing. Kate is a Fuse number eight production. You can reach us at FuseKate8 at gmail.com. You can follow our podcast on Twitter at Fuse underscore Kate. You can follow us on Instagram at Fuse8Kate. That's Fuse number 8, Kate. Follow us on iTunes and rate our podcast if you're so inclined. Our music is by Haddon Kime, and our moving staircase wrangler is Drew Atienza. Fuse8 and Kate is a creation of Kate Ramsey and Betsy Bird.